This is Face the Music, an electric light... We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin from NBC News. We take you now to Kermit the Frog with another fast-breaking news story. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here, opening live from the lobby of the Troy Illinois Motel 6, where Eric Paul Johnson is expected to make an announcement about the April Fool's episode of his Electric Light Orchestra podcast. Mr. Johnson is making his way to the podium. Let's listen in. I'd like to thank you all for coming. On March 30th, 2019, our podcast... Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, posted an episode where we covered the Manfred Mann Earth Band's version of Blinded by the Light, as if it was by ELO. This was done as an April Fool's joke, but apparently it was no joke to many. People were outraged and clearly hurt by my thoughtless act of tomfoolery. Even though Eric, Karen, and Marie went along with the joke, I take full responsibility for the show. It was my idea. I wrote the song facts and next week teaser. I produced the episode. I posted it. I promoted it. The outrage this episode caused is fully on me, and I would like to apologize to the people who were hurt by my insensitive actions just to go for a laugh. I hope everyone can forgive me, And we'll continue to look to Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, as a source for accurate facts and opinions about the Electric Light Orchestra. Thank you. Wow. A rare apology from Mr. Johnson as he walks away from the podium. Perhaps he's maturing. Maybe being a parent to Madeline combined with turning 50 in a couple of weeks has turned him into a fully formed... Wait! He's making a dash back to the podium! No, I'm full of crap. I don't mean any of that. Grow a pair, you pussies! It was an April Fool's prank! Fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. I fooled you. You wouldn't fool me, would you? Are you stupid idiot? She tricked you! I'm not your ordinary, everyday fool, okay? Everybody plays a fool. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Wensensen. And this is a special bonus tracks episode for Blinded by the Light. So I came up with the idea for the Blinded by the Light episode during the fetus days of this podcast when I was running through my head, well, what can we do on this show? How about holiday episodes? Oh, April Fool's Day. We got to do Blinded by the Light. And fortunately, April Fool's this year happened to coincide with the time that we would be covering a new world record, which came out around the same time as the album that Manfred Mann's Blinded by the Light was on. So, the perfect fit right in here. This would be great. We'll do the episode. We'll get a few comments, a few laughs. People will be like, what? Oh, I see what you did there. And we'd go on with the show after that, doing the rest of the ELO catalog. I knew it was something we could only do once, 
because if every April Fools we did a song that wasn't by ELO and said it was by ELO, people are going to know right from the start, oh, April Fools. And it's not April Fools if people know going in, this is an April Fool. You really don't fool anybody. So, the show posted at midnight, March 30th, 2019, Saturday at midnight, like it posts every week. By the time I got home and checked on the show, an hour later, we were at only five listens. And I thought, hmm, it's not starting out too well. Because usually in the first hour, it'll be anywhere from like teens to mid-twenties numbers of listens. So I went on my nightly Facebook posting promotional rampage that I do every time the show posts. Go to all the Facebook podcast groups, the Facebook ELO groups. Hey, listen to our latest episode of the ELO podcast. And then I went on with my night. And three hours later, the number of listens jumped up to in the mid-50s. It's like, wow, this thing's uh, getting some traction. So I went to bed, woke up the next morning at 9 o'clock as I usually do, checked the podcast, see how many listens were there, and it's like, a hundred listens in just nine hours? We never get a hundred listens in just nine hours. And the comments were piling in. So I messaged Derek, we may have to do a bonus tracks episode for Blinded by the Light. I went on with my day, I took my nap, after nap time I checked the site, wow! We're over 200 listens already, and the comments are still coming in. And I messaged Eric, yeah, we're going to have to do a bonus tracks episode for this. Within 24 hours, the show got, uh, I think it was around 300 listens. Maybe a little bit more. We never have gotten that many listens in just 24 hours. A new episode in its first week we'll get anywhere from 150 to 220 listens just in that first week. And within 24 hours, well over 250 listens. Comments kept coming in, listens kept piling up. So by popular demand, here's our little bonus tracks episode for Blinded by the Light. Oh, this I gotta see. Ought to be better than a movie. With bonus tracks episodes, the comments are read in the order that they came in. I just copy, paste, put it in the Word document, and we start reading. But for this one, I separated it into three categories. And the first category is, you're a genius. These are people with brains and humor who appreciated the April foolishness of the episode. Mark Herring, guys, look at the calendar. And he's saying this to the other people who are all getting their panties in a bunch over the episode. Guys, look at the calendar. E-L-O-E. I love it. And then Danny Morgan said, Ha ha, this song and Love is Like Oxygen were always mislabeled as ELO back in the Napster days. There was also some song about the Beatles that was also mislabeled as Beatles Forever. Good times. <laughs> I wonder if it was when we were fab. No, because during the Napster days, I, I hoped, oh, was Beatles Forever somewhere out there? And I got it. And I was like, I, I don't think this is ELO. It could be. I don't know. But it wasn't when I later found the actual Beatles Forever. I have no idea who did it. It might be saved on a CD somewhere. That would require some digging. But now here in the future where we have Shazam, I could probably find out who did it if I ever find the disc that I burned it on. Ron Johnson said, I knew it was Manfred Mann as soon as it started. Quite a convincing podcast, but you should definitely listen right to the end. This is how fake news gets around. Or fake nudes. (laughs) 
Yes, that's what I'm going to tell my parents if those pictures ever get back to them. Jim Crow says it may still be March, officially at least. It really doesn't matter at all. But I still feel punked somehow. Punked and delighted to finally hear the truth about this song at last. Surprisingly excellent episode. Despite being Yellow's first number one, this single is arguably the rarest disc in anyone's Jeff Lynne collection. Eric, all I can say is, hold on tight. I see what you did there. Ugh, lousy pun. And yes, I will definitely keep my Blinded by the Light ELO single. It's, it's a pretty cool thing to have. Dixie said, ha 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 ha. Good one, guys. You nearly had me there, but I still had to go check up on it, just to be sure. I don't know if it's Jerry or Yari. Mm. Uh, Netoxla? Netoxla? Sure, we'll go with that. Netoxla? I am a big ELO fan, but let's be honest. There is much more good music in the world. This is a great song. Tyson W. Sullen said, Would love to hear ELO's version of Blinded by the Light and Love is Like Oxygen. I'd kind of like to hear that too. It would be pretty cool. Bob Markhart says, April Fools. Patrick Davini. Oh yes, I remember. It was on the Purple Rain album. It was a damn good ELO album. I really loved that one. Anthony Volpe says, April Fools? Yes, yes it was. Rich Hines, and he is responding to the people you will hear from later in this podcast. Hey, Killjoys, check your calendars. Great job. April Fools, for those that don't get the joke. Troy White says, really enjoyed last weekend's podcast. I had no idea that Yellow recorded Blinded by the Light, or that Don't Bring Me Down was inspired by Bruce Springsteen, or that Jeff Lynn started the cough syrup drinking craze. Looking forward to next weekend's edition, Love is Like Oxygen. It's one of my favorite ELO songs. P.S. I think Music from the Elder is one of ELO's most underrated albums. <laughs> you do know what Music from the Elder is, don't you? Uh, is it Genesis? Nope, it's Kiss. Oh, okay. Kiss did kind of a semi-orchestral soundtrack to a fake movie. Oh, okay. And yeah, their fans hate it more than they hate the disco song. <laughs> Even though, wow. uh, sorry Kiss fans, I was made for loving you. That's better than 90% of their catalog, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm not much So now I just ticked off the Kiss fans, which who cares? But yeah, so. <laughs> I'm not a Kiss fan anyway. See, I love Tony's response. That was great. That's the proper way to respond to an April Fool's joke. And and all these people, the smart and the funny ones, they're the kind of people I like. You're a genius. Now we're moving on to the other people. This category I call G. You think so? Jim Van Anda. Angry face. That song was not done by ELO. The one they play in the clip was done by Manfred Mann Group in 1976 album The Roaring Silence. Tassie Big. Amazing, I first thought. A song I never heard of, but no. From the masterful album The Roaring Silence. It's Manfred Mann's Earth Bands Intoxicating Blinded by the Light. How could you get this wrong? In the Napster day, this song was often charted as ELO. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey, I promised I was going to be nice for this. I I promised I was going to be nice, and I will continue being nice. I'm going to wait until the end. (laughs) Michelle Candida. Yes, the version in the podcast is by Manfred Mann, Earth's Band. Phil Andrews. I've never heard of this cover and can't locate it anywhere to listen. Is it the Manfred Mann song? And David Tonigan says, What are these guys talking about? (laughs) It's clearly Manfred Mann. (laughs) Tim Monty. What kind of rubbish is this? 
Manfred Mann did this cover. And Max Perdue, this exists. Everything you read here is a lie! <laughs> Michael P. Wawarski, just something like that. It's a good song, but it ain't ELO, homeboy. Alan Ford says, covered by Manfred Mann's Earth Band, beginning of the 80. Eh, closer to the mid-70s. Yeah, this one was 76, I believe. Yes, it was fall 76. Right, it was at the same time as New World Record. But yes, it was. yeah, yeah, the 80s had the other Manfred Mann's Earth Band song to actually get in the top 40, at least in the United States, which was Runner. Yeah, Ian Fawcett. This is Manfred Mann's Earth Band, The Roaring Silence, not New World Record. So I'm lying here soaking in the UK bath, thinking that I've never seen Blinded by the Light on an ELO album. Have I missed something in the UK? I have never heard Jeff sing this song. Luckily, the electrics next to the bath stayed dry. But really, shock, horror. You attribute and broadcast something that is totally wrong. Sack the researcher. Better research, guys. Or are you going to correct me? Almost dropped the speaker cube in the water when I heard your description of Deuce and the lead singer Chris Thompson. Ah, sounds like somebody almost did a Deuce in the tub. I think so. Clive Sullivan, is this an April Fool? ELO never recorded Blinded by the Light. It was in fact recorded by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. Stuart Reinhardt, they didn't do this song. Chuck Baker, Manfred Mann's Earth Band is a far cry from ELO, not even close. Chris Shearer, although I think ELO's music is the best, the only number one they charted in the US was Xanadu with the help of Olivia Newton-John. The teaser that I had for this song when I posted it all over Facebook was something along the lines of Here's the first of many number one songs in the U.S. for ELO, which they never did have a number one song. On some charts, Xanadu is number one in America, but on Billboard, the one that really seems to matter, I think Xanadu only got to number eight. As high as ELO ever got was Don't Bring Me Down, and that was number four. It should have been number one. And Xanadu is a good song. It's a 10-minute yeah. song about a guy who goes searching for immortality and becomes trapped in the legendary Xanadu, as mentioned in the Coleridge poem. There you go. There's more facts about Xanadu. Is, or is it April Fool's? Or, or are we once again not knowing what song we're talking about? Oh, no. Do you think so? So this category, the third and last category, I have named Show Me On This Doll Where The Podcast Hurt You. <laughs> And here's Eric. What, wait, why do I always get mentioned after somebody <laughs> says, show me on the doll? <laughs> well, a precedent has been set. Yeah. Jörn J. Erland says, I didn't listen it through, but are they trying to be funny or are they just stupid? For my part, I think the latter. I haven't got the patience when my start's shaking. I listened six minutes into it, and I only managed to annoy me big time. Maybe later I will try listen to the end, but not now. Too annoyed right now. Now, I, I've been trying to figure out what, what was shaking. I don't know if I want to think about that. Yeah. But he asks if we are funny or are we stupid. It's a little of both, yeah. David Halling. WTH? That doesn't even remotely have the sound or feel of ELO. Podcast license revoked. Mike Hudson says, Okay, I don't get the point of this. Is it supposed to be funny? If so, I think it fails. I stopped listening about four minutes into it. And before anyone enlightens me, 
Yes, I know that MMEB did this version, and I know it is often mistakenly thought to be an ELO song, much like Sweet's song Love is Like Oxygen, which is also erroneously attributed to ELO. Or even Pilot's song Magic. Oh, 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 it's magic. That one I always thought maybe people get it confused with strange magic. Paul Starr? I don't know about a blue world. I was seeing red. I'm sorry, but I am angry! Harry Greens, which sounds like something that you probably should not eat for lunch. Mm -hmm. You're a day early for April Fools. Thanks for wasting my time. Well, you're, you're welcome. That's um, what we're here for, and glad we could mm -hmm. oblige. Yes, and I'm sure in that 12 minutes and 40 seconds that you spent listening to the show, you could have cured cancer. You're just one digit away from finding the uh, equation in the chemical compound to create a pill that would cure every kind of cancer. Oh, but it was time for the podcast. And then you listened to it, and you were so mad that you just couldn't get back to it, and you thought, to hell with it. Humanity deserves to get cancer if this is the kind of thing we have to put up with. So, we... We killed humanity. So he built more windmills. <laughs> Noisy ones, yes. I think that that is the most inane, asinine thing I've ever heard of my life. John Giro, this is crap. It's not very nice to have somebody say, that's a load of crap. There's a specific way in which to read this one from Alasa Hillary Peterson. So, that post was an April Fool's joke, was it? I commented on it, but now I can't find it. Guess it's been deleted. And rightly so. Apparently you don't know that April Fool's jokes are supposed to be posted on April 1. Not before, not after. On that day, if at all. What stupid bugger you are. You must be a lot of fun on April Fool's Day. I'm so sorry that we crossed the April Fool's police. I didn't know that... Uh... Paul Blart, April Fool's cop, was listening to the episode, and <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Is there some sort of fine for April fooling not on April 1st? If so, hit up Corey Gomel. He's our ELO lawyer for the podcast. You take it up with him. Are you uh, quite finished with your joke? Tony Powell, who could be this wrong? And Dave Morgan replied, man, I don't know. Mm. He spelled it M-A-N-N. As in Manfred Mann. Ed Debbie Steinbach? That was a bunch of endless dribble. Oh, good. Well, mission dribble. Endless dribble. <laughs> mission accomplished. Okay. Thing. Jeff Rice said, total BS clickbait waste of time. And I replied to him, and yet you listened. Thank you for bumping up our numbers. And Jeff Rice replied with, blocked. <laughs> I was so hurt. Somebody I never knew who has no sense of humor whatsoever blocked me. I will have such an empty life. So long, you fetus-faced windbag. And then Pam Van Allen said, Why are you guys rewarding the Eriks for nonsense? That's right. You should never reward nonsense. That just entices more nonsense. And nonsense leads to Falderall, and Falderall leads to genocide. So we must never have any nonsense. I'm in no mood for your nincompropity. Harry Greens something you don't want to find in your salad, wrote, maybe an admin can remove this idiotic post. Max Perdue, worst April Fool's joke ever. <laughs> yes, it was. It was It was truly awful. People were, were laying dead in the streets everywhere. Oh, the humanity! Doug Curtis, since ELO didn't record Blinded by the Light, nor did they have a number one single, 
which is hard to believe, why would any ELO fan waste their time listening to this? I sure didn't. I say one thing for him, he's got the courage of his ignorance. So, if I were to summarize ELO fans for a report using this sample size, uh, it would seem to me that ELO fans are easily triggered sensitive sallies with a rod up their ass. Just another example of knowing what to say and when to say it. I so much for being nice. <laughs> I told you I was going to wait till the end. I, of course, know this is not true. I've been in TV and radio and newspapers. I, I've been around. I know things. I know that the people who really don't like what you did speak up a whole lot more than the people who did like what you did. Um, so... I know the ELO fans aren't the sensitive sallies that we're seeing here, especially in those last few, <laughs> last few replies. It reminded me of an April Fool's joke that happened last year. There is a yogurt company in Iceland called Siggy's, and their April Fool's joke last year was Hakarl yogurt. Hakarl is fermented Greenland shark. Yeah. Because Greenland shark has so much uric acid in it to be able to eat it, you have to bury it for a while, then hang it out to dry for about six to eight months. And then you got kind of like a ammonia fishy flavored cheesy type thing that you can eat. This just keeps sounding better and better to eat. Exactly. Which, of course, Icelanders had to eat that at one point because, well, Iceland doesn't have a large amount of native life. So, instead of laughing at, haha, stinky shark meat yogurt, everybody went, Oh my god, you're talking about killing sharks! <laughs> I can't believe I'm never going to eat your yogurt again because you're insensitive to sharks. <laughs> Keep in mind, Greenland sharks are not endangered, and when they do eat this, they eat the whole freaking shark. It's not mm -hmm. like they chop a fin off and throw it back in the ocean right. to die. Now, I'm not going to say that we made the greatest April Fool's episode ever of anything. I thought it was amusing. I thought it was a lot funnier than it was going to be. <laughs> and I expected a couple people to go, ha ha, yeah, okay, the old mislabeling the song thing. Okay, yeah, amusing. Now get back to work and where's telephone line? Yeah. And, well, we've got instead, oh my god, <laughs> you have ruined everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of these people acted like we said Hitler was a sweetheart who was just trying to do the world a favor. No, we, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. Let's try and get some perspective here, Pearl Clutchers. It's a podcast. And it's got to be one of the least offensive podcasts that are out there. We don't do anything about politics. We never really say anything racist. Well, I guess there was that episode of Down Home Down. Uh, we're not putting out crazy crackpot conspiracy theories that just ruin the fabric of society, like saying that shooting sprees are hoaxes. It's about a band that really has no controversies attached to it whatsoever, unless you're a crazy Christian and hear things backwards. None of their songs have anything to really get upset about, and it was an April Fool's joke, and it wasn't even one that hurt anybody. Did anybody get their limbs blown off? Were any baby brains eaten? Were any puppies kicked? Did anybody die? It was just a joke about a song. Lighten the fuck up. It's not that big a deal. And if you did get your panties in a bunch and you're all just swearing, oh god, you noodle monger, house tickle fifer, how could they? 
You know, if you give at least a dollar an episode at our Patreon site, four dollars a month, your tantrum would have been limited because the same day that the Blinded by the Light episode went out to the world was also when you got the early access a week early to telephone line. So while you're throwing your tantrum about Blinded by the Light, a few hours later you could have been, ah, back to the normal podcast and here's telephone line. Ah, this was nice. To save yourself frustration for our next April Fool's joke, just to go to our Patreon site. $4 a month, at least, and you get the shows a week in advance of everybody else. If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOPod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast at gmail.com. Back to ELO. And as for not being on April 1st, (laughs) it wouldn't be the first time that I've done a joke before April 1st because sometimes you have to. Mm -hmm. When your show is on a schedule and is released on a schedule, Mm -hmm. as long as it's not a week ahead of time, you try to get it as close as possible. Yeah, we're a weekly Saturday show. The show posts at midnight every Saturday. And March 30th is much closer to April 1st than April 6th is to April 1st. So, obviously, we got to do it Saturday. Right. Personally, Um, I think it's worse to do it a week afterwards. Oh, yeah. When all of a sudden everybody's going, really? Still. Still doing April Fool's Mm -hmm. jokes after a week? Yeah, yeah. It's it's worse to do that than it is to do it within a 24-hour period of the day. Yeah, and holiday episodes since the beginning of broadcasting always happen before the holiday. You never see a Charlie Brown Christmas aired on Christmas or after Christmas. These things always happen before. Hell, you want to talk about early? The Turkey Drop episode of WKRP aired on October 30th. That's well before Thanksgiving 1978. And I hate it when Fox would air the Halloween episodes of The Simpsons well after Halloween, like on November 6th. And Fox tries to pawn off the excuse, Halloween's not over until The Simpsons say it's over. No, it's over on November 1st. Right. By November 6th, uh, all the candy's eaten, the rotted pumpkins are gone, people are well into Chris-giving Miss time. Uh, Halloween is a memory from last week. Showing that kind of thing is like somebody going to your house in a costume, ready to party for the Halloween party, and it's November 6th, and you're like, no, we had that last week. We're kind of doing other things. She's still dressed like a naughty nurse, though. That's uh, it's personal time. That's something else. Okay. So, yeah. You're a really weird man. The 30th would have been the best day to do this. If we did this on April 1st, people right away would have said, oh, April Fools. But the best way to do a prank is one that you don't see coming. If So doing this a couple days early, that worked in our favor. It's the April Fools weekend. Yeah, and the April Fools episode of MASH, which by the way, aired March 24th, 1980, 
I think it was BJ who said, Tis the season to be silly, Colonel. April 1th is at hand. Bushwa, my farmer's almanac says it's still March. Bollock, Colonel. I mean, the festive spirit of April Fool can scarcely be contained within a mere 24-hour period. Uh, this is the best April Fool's prank I've ever done. I've never really done an April Fool's thing. Other than post stupid stuff on Facebook. Hey, I'm pregnant. Who knew? Me, I've been trying for so long, and here I am pregnant. Which I know, I guess you're not supposed to do if... Because it insults people who try to get pregnant, but the joke there is that I'm a man and I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about as good as it gets. But this yeah. one, people, <laughs> yeah, I know, it's stupid. I know. Yeah, I remember one of mine was back when Rebecca Black originally came out with that Friday song. It was shortly before April, so my April Fool's joke was basically posting that she had released a double album concept record about aliens returning back to their home world using experimental minimalist synthesizer work and being hailed as one of the greatest artistic achievements of our time. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time doing an actual genuine April Fool's prank and um, it apparently worked really well. It did what a prank should do. People who got it laughed people who felt like oh you guys that was okay I got it you did a, a prank that was funny and it cheesed off some people who really weren't quite <laughs> aware of anything and those are the responses that made me laugh the most the ones who said you guys don't know what you're talking about because clearly they either didn't listen to the podcast at all or they didn't finish the episode where at the end we say yeah this is an April Fool's joke yeah, so I thought it was funny that the people telling us that we don't know what we're talking about, they didn't know what they were talking about because they didn't, didn't finish it or they didn't listen to it. So, Which as for give Michael Hudson his due. He went back and yeah. listened to the whole thing. He still didn't find it funny, yeah. which, yeah, uh, yeah. Tastes, tastes very. But mm -hmm. um, he actually took yeah. the time to listen to the whole thing before making up his mind, finally. Yeah. And yes. uh, instead of just uh, six minutes and these idiots. This reproves pretty much what Orson Welles said in 1938 after his War of the World show. That people turn on their ears and turn off their brains. Uh, he had a lot of people believing that it only took a couple minutes to get from Trenton, New Jersey to Grover's Mill. When really, according to Google Maps, it takes at least 18 minutes and that's today's cars, today's roads. And the first Martian cylinder lands, and within 25 minutes, the planet is infested with Martians, and all of humanity is wiped out in just that short a time. Uh, people don't really think about things. You ought to try this sometimes. There are so many obvious clues really early on that should have told you, oh, this is a joke. First of all, like the second sentence in the song facts where Lisa says that Bruce Springsteen and Jeff Lynn wrote a line about a Muppet. And if I'm going to be even more technically specific, a Muppet that nobody outside of Jim Henson Productions knew existed until about September 1976 when the Muppet Show first aired. The song was used in ads for Mad Dog 2020 Light. Uh, I've never seen a commercial for Mad Dog 2020, and furthermore, I don't think there ever was a product called Mad Dog 2020 Light. I don't drink, so I'm not entirely hip to the drinking culture, but I'm fairly certain they didn't make a light version of Mad Dog 2020. The Foghorn Leghorn drop, where he says there's something going on around here that just don't add up, that should have clued you in. 
And certainly by the time we got to the IBS stuff, you should have really figured out at that point, oh, it's all just a joke. Isn't it all a joke? Also, we had done 50 episodes covering the previous ELO songs. And in the episode for Tightrope, I said that I got the album on December 25th, 1983. You think this deep into the podcast, or after listening to the album for 35 years, we're going to make a mistake as obvious as this? Think with flying things. Uh, this was not only a successful April Fool's prank as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> this is the most successful episode we have ever done. Uh, most weeks we'll get anywhere from 170 to 250 listens in the first week of an episode. By uh, Monday morning, it was up to about 400 listens. Within the first week, it was over 500 listens. Right now, I think it's around 530 listens. And all the replies, the responses we got, we've never had an episode that did this well in its first week. This is why I say that I know not all ELO fans are easily triggered sensitive sallies with a rod up their ass, because out of 530 listens, we only got maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 replies that were like, you guys are idiots. This was stupid. This makes me think that maybe we should change the whole format of the show and just do ELO songs that are not ELO songs, but pretend they're ELO songs. And we yep. should uh, call the show Fake the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra Wrong by Song podcast. Next week, so, Electric Light Orchestra with Holiday in Cambodia. Right. So when we start covering Out of the Blue in a few weeks, We'll start with the songs on side one. Uh, Material Girl, Drop Kick Me Jesus, Fuck The Police, and ELO's rendition of the William Tell Overture. I hate to say it, but that sounds a lot more interesting than a good portion of what's on Out of the Blue. Well, you see, Eric Winsenson's already starting in. Take it up with him, Winsensen. Remember, you get the right Eric. Aw, shut up, you dumb jerk face. All right, I think we've done enough damage here for today. A uh, new episode on Friday with an actual ELO song. Get out of here, you low-life scum. This program was produced and transcribed in Hollywood. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.